The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. set your free happy tuesday how you doing i'm leslie marshall welcome or welcome back only true democracy and talk and we welcome back scott paul scott is president of the alliance for american manufacturing the aam is a partnership established by some of america's leading manufacturers and the united steelworkers union and for over 16 years scott and the aam have worked to make american manufacturing a top of mind issue for voters and our national leaders, and they've done it through effective advocacy, innovative research, and a savvy PR strategy. More than a pleasure to have him with us. Check out their website. There's so much to learn, not just where you can buy products that are made in America. I find that very helpful throughout the year, not just at Christmas, you know, things for myself and my family and gift giving. Go to AmericanManufacturing.org. You can also get information and, and keep up to date by following them on Twitter at Keep It Made in USA and follow Scott as well. He'll echo those sentiments on the website and Keep It Made in USA uh, uh, Twitter or X uh, profile. Uh, follow Scott on Twitter for uh, on X, formerly Twitter, at Scott Paul. AAM. Scott, thanks for holding and thank you for being with us and, and, and coming back. Really appreciate it. Of course, it's great to be with you. Great to see you again, Leslie. Um, Elizabeth uh, Brotherton Bunch, who is, uh, and that is a tongue twister, her last name. I'll say that three times fast. She's lovely and she you works for you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or EBB, right? <laughs> well, Elizabeth wrote um, a great piece, and she is a great member of your team at AAM, and and right, she's an asset to you, right? You're lucky oh, to have yeah. her, like yeah. I am. Yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Mark, when you get the right person, it's like, don't ever leave me. Right. Um, and uh, it, it's it says the title, thanks to industrial policy, the U.S. solar manufacturing industry is booming. And it's so interesting. We're talking about this today. I kid you not. We were driving down the street, my kids and I, and they were putting in some new like townhouses or something. And whenever you see growth, it's good. Cause you know, when there's growth, there's jobs, you know, when there's growth, there's money, you know, when there's growth, you know, it enables people to purchase, you know, I'm not sure if they're for rent or, you know, for sale, but what I did see on the side. And the reason I say that is my kids said, what are those? And they were just solar panel after solar panel after solar panel, right? In addition to that, we went on vacation in Hawaii, not Maui, and everybody should not just pray, just write a check. I, I gave a nice contribution yeah. the other day. It's people, put it in perspective, almost 100 people dead so far, 10,000, right, in that community. Uh, but when I was on um, Kauai for vacation, mm -hmm. solar panels everywhere. Yeah. Again, kids asked me, what are those? Because they look different in different places and they can be put different places. They can be put on roof. They can be put on the ground, you know, as they were in Hawaii pointed up. <laughs> Excuse me, allergies. Anyway, so um, she writes about um, 
reflecting on the absolute, and I quote, 180 degree turn that the U.S. domestic solar manufacturing industry has taken over the past 12 months. I have friends that are getting solar, you know, put on, on their houses. Yeah. You know, I have neighbors that, that are doing it. We're, we're going to be doing it. It's a little tricky for us because we live in a high fire zone with tile roof. So we have some more restrictions. We can't just call up and have it done. Um, but let, let's talk about that. One, has it been the 180 degree turn and why? Because this was poo-pooed upon, especially by those who like to poo-poo upon climate change, environmental issues. Um, th this is a booming industry and it's only going to get bigger and it's awesome for job creation. It's awesome for consumers as well. So tell us about this 180 degree turn. Is it true? Why? What does that look like? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is true. Uh, true fact. You know, it would get uh, zero Pinocchios on the uh, Glenn Kessler, you know, uh, Washington Post scale there. Um, and, and you saw it with your own eyes. I'll share an anecdote, too. I did like a 40 day cross country road trip um, with with my teenage sons. And um, we spent a lot of time looking out windows. Uh, and I could not believe the number of utility-scale solar farms that we saw along the way. You're probably familiar the one, with the ones maybe that are like outside of Palm Springs along with the – there's wind towers. And yeah, yeah. Before you get towards Nevada, there's massive – or I mean, I guess Arizona. There's massive solar farms there. But they're – it's like that all over. We saw them uh, in Texas, uh, in New Mexico – um, in Arizona, in Nevada, um, in Idaho, I mean, and all, you know, all along the way back, it was, it was really stunning to see all of that. So, so it is legit. And the other thing that, that is a difference from where we were a year ago or two or three or four years ago is more of these solar panels are being manufactured in the United States. Um, it used to be that almost all of the solar panels came from China. And then after there were some tariffs put on the Chinese solar panels but for a number of different reasons, dumping subsidies, human rights abuses, uh, because a lot of them are, are manufactured uh, or use materials from the uh, Xinjiang region where the Uyghurs live that have been subject to a genocide. Uh, and then the solar panels started coming from other Asian countries, Vietnam, Malaysia, a few others. And look, they still are, but the difference is there's more made in America solar that's, that's being installed on rooftops, uh, in utility scale. And we have had, uh, and this is no joke, we have had dozens of new solar factory announcements made over the last year. And that is primarily the result of public policy. Um, it, it is providing the right kind of incentives to bring the cost of solar down for people and also to incentivize the manufacture of those solar panels in the United States of America. And it has been remarkable to see uh, the trajectory is just unbelievable. And I'm sure we'll get into some of this. But the, I mean, it's just it's mind blowing to see how exponential the growth has been. It's what you see with like fads. You remember Pokemon Go and how everybody was using yes, that. Yes. Other. I mean, this is like a 
I remember being in New York, Pokemon Go, and in front <laughs> of the Plaza Hotel at the edge yeah. of Central Park, there were tons of people on this roundabout, right? And I'm trying to catch a cab, and yeah. I knew there would be cabs in front of a hotel. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful day, but it was rush hour, and I was in a rush. And um, I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I asked, like, one of the guys working at the hotel, and he goes, it's that Pokemon thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And, and that was, I mean, that was a fad because that kind of peaked. But this is like the, traje the trajectory for the, is great because the cost uh, of producing them are coming down. Uh, the cost per gigawatt hour or for installation of, the, of factories is coming way down. And so this is a boom. Um, it is irreversible except if conservatives or the Heritage mm -hmm, Foundation mm -hmm. get their way and want to take all the incentives away and put them back for fossil fuels, pretending like we're not living in the world we are right now, Leslie. Well, when you talk policy, you're going to talk about the policy that brought it all about, the legislation, right? The Inflation Reduction yeah. Act. Um, this was landmark legislation. It incentivized U.S. clean energy production. And there are Republicans even taking credit for this, even though they didn't you know, favor it. Most of them didn't favor it um, because they're, they're benefiting from it. Look, I'm just going to do a quick sidebar, and this is no joke. My neighbors were the first in the neighborhood to have, um, they have a tile roof. Um, they have a certain area on their property that is perfect for the panels and size and everything else. And we don't all have that, everybody, you know, in, in this hood. Of course, right. So we have power outages. Now, I got to be honest. Um, I am sitting, I think you guys see my fake office background, but I'm actually sitting in um, my studio, which I do TV from too. And um, I, I have to give it to Fox. I, I have a generator in here. And when our house is dark, I can still work. Can't do yeah. anything else, but I can still work, <laughs> right? Um, even, even though the electricity has gone out, it's like it's plugged into the wall. But yeah. my neighbors don't have that. They have a solar-powered generator. And they have solar panels. And when we're in the dark lighting candles, we always see the lights on at their house. And when it's triple temperatures, right, my kids are over there in their pool, which is heated when the sun goes down because we live in a desert here in L.A., people forget. And we're all just like, everybody's like, his name's Roger. We're like, Roger, what are you doing? So honestly, Roger is helping, you know, to solarize our, our entire neighborhood. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act. We're going to talk about that landmark legislation. Um, we're going to talk about not only how is that a game changer, but how solar can be a game changer. I know here in California it is um, for consumers because they get a lot of nice rebates, right? and a lot of incentives. We'll be back with Scott. We'll be back with you right after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. Only true democracy and talk. Sorry, I had to get some water there. Uh, Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing, is joining us. And I want you to check out their website. They have so much information. We're talking about solar panels today. They have information on that. And they have information, as we've just uh, talked about, if you've missed the first segment or you just heard, how these companies, these panels are being made in America as opposed to just over a year ago, they were being made in China. The website is AmericanManufacturing.org. On Twitter, follow the AAM at Keep It Made in USA and follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM. Scott, thank you for holding and uh, welcome back. We were talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, 
uh, talk about what part of the Inflation Reduction Act specifically um, assisted with this turnaround, this 180-degree turnaround in the past year, um, the legislation that incentivized U.S. clean energy production yeah. and, and how it was specific uh, to, um, you know, the solar panel world and, you know, being made by American companies and, and also the benefit to consumers as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And so there were a couple of different policy levers within the Inflation Reduction Act that are bringing the cost of solar down and encouraging widespread adoption by resi residential, commercial, utility scale um, so solar ins installations. Um, and th there's also an incentive for manufacturing in the United States. And so if, if you as a consumer go out and uh, have solar installed, and obviously the regulations vary by state and even by city, as you know, Leslie. And so in some states, uh, there are state level rebates for this. Sometimes you can sell your electricity back onto the grid, um, uh, and which, which is not true in every state, but it's, it's true in some. On top of that, there's a, there's a federal uh, rebate for consumers, depending on your uh, income level and what you're putting in. Um, it can be significant. And... There's a tax credit for manufacturers. It's called the 45X uh, tax credit. But basically, um, you're going to get a massive reduction in your cost of capital to build a factory in the United States or to operate it um, if you qualify for this tax credit. And so we have seen that action drive in to the United States a massive amount of investment. Um, some from homegrown companies that have been here for a while, uh, and others from uh, companies that either have been based in Asia or Europe uh, and are looking to expand and open manufacturing operations in the United States. And so these factories have opened all over the place. Um, and one of the there's a lot of stories to share. Leslie, one one story just briefly that I'll that I'll share that that um, that, that I don't think has been in any recent clips, but I think is very important, and particularly as someone from the industrial heartland, I, and I know this will resonate for you too, Toledo, Ohio used to be a great manufacturing city. Um, it, it had uh, steel, it had glass, it was known as the glass city, um, and it had a Jeep factory, and it still does have a Jeep factory, um, but a lot of the glass and a lot of the steel, unfortunately, um, uh, those, those factories shut down. Uh, but in place, in part because glass and solar have a lot of similar processes, um, you've seen uh, companies locate manufacturing in Toledo, Ohio, uh, to build solar panels. First Solar is a good example, uh, and there are a couple of others as well, but that's become a little kind of a hub for solar manufacturing in the United States. But these companies, again, are locating factories all over the place, Oregon, Louisiana, Georgia, Many, many other places. Um, uh, Western New York, uh, there's a there's a solar solar factory as well. So there's there's a ton of this investment happening, and it is the direct result of these incentives that were put into place uh, in the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which I guess is like a year old, basically. Uh, I, I was going to say, is it fair to say Elizabeth wrote in her article, and and it's a very strong statement that. Um, 
U.S.-made solar has been brought back from the dead. I mean, we had nothing, and and now we got it churning out, right? We got more people making it, more you know, more people wanting it. Um, in addition, there's 103 billion, according to Elizabeth's piece, 103 billion worth of clean energy investments made in the United States. That's just since Joe Biden took you know office, um, which just amazes me. Not trying to get into politics, but you know, when people don't feel bright about the economy. I mean, the evidence is out there, you know, we, 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 you know, not that everything's booming, but we're definitely seeing a major uptick across the board, especially manufacturing and more specifically with solar. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, with, with respect to clean energy and, and you can break it down into solar to wind, electric vehicles, batteries, and then the whole supply chain that goes along with that, um, you have seen exponential growth year over year in manufacturing and factory construction. Uh, it's unprecedented in the United States. We have never seen anything like this before. And I'm just going to say it's about time. And it's a result of policy. And one of the reasons why I think it's heartening is because many of these technologies we invented or were taxpayer financed. Um, a lot of uh, photovoltaic cell technology uh, or a lot of things that, that went into wind turbines um, were, you know, were the result of either private sector or public sector uh, invention and experimentation. Uh, we never really adopted it at a great scale in the United States, and we let the manufacturing go offshore. And so to see a lot of this come back and be part of a manufacturing renaissance and a clean energy revolution that's going to help to decarbonize um, our, our uh, energy sources, I think is extremely important. And it shows the effectiveness of policy. Policy can work. Policy can work. And companies, private sector companies, will respond to these incentives. This is not the government running the economy or the energy sector. But if you put into place the right incentives, the private sector will respond, and it has. And I just can't wait to see what's going to continue to happen uh, you know, next year and the year after that, assuming the law stays in place and nothing crazy happens to it uh, with respect to Republicans in Congress or other sorts of opposition. Um, well, less than a minute left, I just want to point out for solar, they're building their fifth company. Uh, their their fifth uh, factory, solar factory. They're building it in Louisiana. It's going to open. You talked about going forward in the next year or two in 2026. It's a $1.1 billion facility. Everything's going to be U.S. made there. Um, it's going to have a Series 7 solar module. And they're going to employ at that factory 700 people. But between Louisiana, Ohio, and Alabama, just three states, they're going to employ over 4,000 people at these facilities I'm sorry, I don't care what political color cape you're wearing. 4,000 people, you know, who out there right now who may need a job, right? Or who don't want to leave their state, right? Don't want to change their livelihood. We'll be back with Scott Paul, president of AAM. Check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. Follow them on X at Keep It Made in USA and Scott at Scott Paul AAM. Back after this.
We're back. We're talking with Scott Paul, president of the AAM. And also, I want you to check out their website to talk uh, and get more information because I know some of you, you know, may be driving, you may be at work, you can't get all this information. And you can read this great article, thanks to industrial policy, the U.S. solar manufacturing industry is booming by the AAM's own Elizabeth Brotherton Bunch. AmericanManufacturing.org is the site on Twitter, now known as X, at Keep It Made in USA, and follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM. Um, Scott, thank you for holding uh, welcome back. There's uh, so much to say about this. And, you know, before um, we move on, um, this is not just about, you know, first uh, solar. Um, There are other solar manufacturers that have announced big investment thanks to this legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act. The Swiss company uh, Meyer Berger has announced that it will build a silicon solar cell manufacturing facility. That's going to be in Colorado, 350 jobs there. In Canada, uh, they say that they're going to be spending $145 million. We like Canada, but uh, they're, they're a Canadian company, excuse me, not in Canada. Um, Helene is going to be um, creating a facility in Minnesota, Minnesota. And um, I don't know how many jobs will be there, but 3GW solar cells in Oklahoma, they're going to create almost 2,000 jobs. And th- these are just recent announcements. This is just a year. I know you don't have a crystal ball. I'm not asking you to be clairvoyant, um, but like you had mentioned earlier, unless something greatly changes, like the legislation, you know, they, you know, hatchet it, you know, which, you know, the Republicans have enough on their plate, hopefully they won't do. Um, And why would they do that? This is a job creator. This is good for the American worker. This is good for the economy. Uh, This is a win-win. And I would see it only winning and creating more jobs going forward if it's left untouched. Would you agree? Yeah, Leslie, you, you hit the nail on the head there. And I think for, if you're looking at this from a, I think oftentimes this debate, and I do this too, is very much framed uh, in the climate conversation, which is an important one, and the need to transition to a, you know, carbon, you know, you know de- decarbonization of our energy supplies and, and all of that um, for the sake of our planet. Very important. You and I both know not everybody's persuaded uh, by that. But what I find, particularly in these small communities, is a job is a job. Energy is energy. And so if there's jobs building electric vehicles, uh, uh, people are going to take them, regardless of their political beliefs or beliefs about climate. Same goes for solar or wind or what have you, because it is a, it's another form of transportation or energy or what have you. And now the cost is coming down for a lot of these. And so for wind and for solar, the, the cost per gigawatt hour for a lot of this stuff is now lower than it would be for coal or natural gas or nuclear. So it's actually, you know, it makes economic sense to do a lot of this as well. And, and, then we're getting into electric vehicles where, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you drive a decent number of miles, um, the electric vehicle is going to save you so much money if you hang on to your car for a while uh, versus filling it up with gas um, all the time. And so people are motivated for different reasons. But I do think that this is that we're still I think we're still in the. Um, the kind of early adapter and pioneer phase of all of this. I don't even think this is widely scaled. 
because you probably see this too. But you see some of the stuff, and I know, for instance, when I'm in Los Angeles, I see a lot of Teslas. I still see a lot of other cars, but I think that what we're going to see in the Midwest too is a lot of electric pickup trucks uh, and a lot of electric SUVs as more of those come on online. And so you're going to see this pick up. And I think that we're only at the very cusp of what is, you know, after COVID so many of us got used to working, you know, from home, right. Um, Yeah. As many of us are doing right now in this interview. Right. And, and, you know, when, when you have that, it's hard. I I, I don't know about you. I just, you know, sometimes my schedule, my life is so crazy. It's like, Oh, I got to go get gas on my way there. And I know it sounds stupid, Whereas if I had, and I'm going to have, I don't have yet, full disclosure, an electric vehicle, it would have been, my gas station stop would have been while I'm sleeping, while it's, you know, plugged in, you know, at something, you know, in my garage or next to my garage, you know, you know, or, you know, into a unit or whatever overnight. You know, I see uh, many of my neighbors have that. Uh, I'm a pessimist, but I can't be pessimistic about this. However, we have been here before. Things can go wrong. Um, one thing we talked, you know, talked about House Republicans could make cuts to the Inflation Reduction Act, or you know, scrap it all together. Um, but you've talked about this before. It's not just enough to invest, right? That we in the United States must be willing to enforce our trade laws, right? Um, can you can you speak to that? Because the Biden administration opted to pause the solar tariffs last year, but it did so under the guise that the imports were still needed in order for us to reach our climate goals and giving time the industry to scale up and they're very, they're scaling up, you know, very fast. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sp- speak to that as well. So, cause it's not yeah. just about the Republicans in the house taking a hatchet to this. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, I, this is one of the few things that I don't think the, the administration handled particularly well on, on trade policy. I thought they could have been a little tougher, but at the same time, I understand the logic of it to provide kind of a transition period to, to get to more made in America. I think all of the data and the examples we've talked about show that we're well on the way to that. So I do think that that pause in enforcing solar tariffs uh, needs to come to an end um, pretty soon. And I do think, and I, I, I know this from you know reading and following some experts inside solar manufacturing as well, is that there's some parts of the supply chain that are still deeply embedded in China that have been harder to get out. And so I think those are areas that we're going to need to focus on as well so that we shake off this dependence, which is, the dependence is bad for a number of reasons. First of all, we're losing job opportunities. That's number one. But number two, we just talked about the, the, the pandemic or all the supply chain disruptions. I mean, we, we can't afford to be over leveraged uh, from a production standpoint and relying on China for, for anything. It's a, it's a bad idea right now. And so I think it's imperative for all of that, as well as to, to build a supply chain that we know is virtuous when it comes to labor rights, human rights, uh, the, the, the methods under which uh, this, this stuff is produced. Um, and we know if it's in the United States that there's way more accountability um, and even though our labor and environmental laws aren't perfect, they are way better uh, than where we're getting those panels from right now. Uh, and so that's yeah, that's some of the work that we have to do. But yeah, we can't we can't let this industry be swamped by imports from China. Otherwise, it'll just get washed away, Leslie, um, like so many other industries have been in the United States. 
when we look at the world and when we just look at what's happened with solar in, in the past year, um, clean energy and a future in clean energy is, is happening happening at lightning speed, right? It's faster than we think. I know that Americans, especially because I am one, um, are uncomfortable with change or slow to change. And I'm not saying we're not progressive, and I don't mean that politically, um, but it does it does take us a while to come around. As the U.S. pivots away from fossil fuels and we do move toward um, cleaner energy, uh, wind, solar, other renewable energy, um, areas that are normally and have been dominated by oil and gas industries, not everybody works in the oil and gas industry. Not everybody owns a gas station. Not everybody is you know, out on a brig and not everybody has the last name Chevron, Exxon or Shell. Um, so why do you think that Americans are so hesitant about this? Because it's not always political. Um, our country is very split politically. Why aren't we more split on this? Because I don't see that. I, I see a lot of uh, maybe fear of change or hesitancy. And, and why is it? Because it's happening all around them, right? Whether it's delivery vans in Pittsburgh, buses in Milwaukee, cranes loading freight here in Los Angeles at the ports, uh, every municipal building in Houston, Texas, uh, powered by electricity derived from the sun, right? Wind, other sources of clean energy. So it's happening all around us. It's kind of inevitable. Why are so many people slow to change? What are they afraid of? Yeah. Well, well, it's 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 interesting because I think people are, you know, obviously there's there, there's information that people get that they take in that may not be always accurate. That's number one. Number two, a lot of people are engaged in the renewable economy without knowing about it right now. Like I'll bet so many people in red states uh, get part of their power from wind or solar generated electricity that they don't even know about. It. So it's but, an invis invisible yeah. movement. Yeah, invisible they're, they're, they're going to like the price that they're getting and they're not going to question where that. And then, you know, there's, when it comes to EVs, it's like range anxiety. And, and, and there's there's a fear of that. So I think all of this can be overcome. These are legitimate concerns. But I think the, the when you see your neighbor do it, maybe you want to do the same thing, too. That's kind of how yeah, we don't want to be the first person on the dance floor, apparently. Right. <laughs> we want to see that other couple go out first. Right. That's I know I, I'm one of those. But I'll go. Let, let's wait till somebody else goes first. I'm Leslie Marshall. Scott Paul, president for the Alliance for American Manufacturing, is uh, joining us today. Follow them at um, Keep It Made in USA on Twitter. Follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM and check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. Back with him, back with you right after this. Don't go away. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He is Scott Paul, president of the AAM. Check out the website, AmericanManufacturing.org. Follow them on Twitter at Keep It Made in USA and follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM. Scott, thank you for holding and uh, welcome back. Um, so much to talk about with this. Um, it, you know, we, we, we're talking about solar, we're talking about wind, we're talking about other uh, renewable energy, um, you know, sources. And Democrats' climate laws um, have set off a wave of energy projects. We talked about the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, you talked about this being in red states and people in red states not even knowing maybe, you know, how these how this legislation, um, you know, is, uh, you know, taking place. But there has been a backlash uh, that has has come about. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I guess in a couple of different ways, you know, obviously, and I referenced this a little bit before, um, you know, the the politicians, the think tanks that have traditionally supported the fossil fuel industry 
want to want to strike back at this. Um, I mean, the irony of all of this, Leslie, is that for many years, oil and gas exploration and research and development got massive tax support from the U.S. government. So um, they want it all to themselves. They don't want other energy sources to, to have any part of this. Uh, and so Heritage Foundation, others definitely want to try to, to repeal a lot of this. The, 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 the second irony of this is that, um, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act in particular passed uh, on partisan lines. It was just Democrats who supported it, um, uh, unlike a couple of other things. The, the semiconductors had a little bit of bipartisan support. Uh, the infrastructure law had some bipartisan support, too. But this was yeah between twelve and nineteen people ain't a majority yeah. of the party. Well, you're right? right, you're right. But at least it was you could call it at least bipartisan. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. As, I agree. as opposed to this, and um, you know, and, and so there's you know there's obviously the, the Republicans are going to look at, at ways to limit some of this if they gain the power to do that. Of course, they don't control the Senate, they don't control the presidency, so it's impossible for them to do it right now. The, the third and I think most distinct irony of all of this is that of all these hundreds of billions of dollars investments of, of investments and hundreds upon hundreds of projects for manufacturing that have been announced, 60 um, percent of them are in Republican states, you know, in, in states that voted, you know, Republican in the last election. Right. So, um so, so to say, and it's easy, it's funny to see how the local Republicans respond to some of this. In some cases, um, they have, they, they, you know, they, they, they've taken a, a step back from it. But in other cases, they've embraced the local investment and have said, of course, I supported this aspect of the law. I just didn't like the other part uh, and, and trying to take credit for a little bit of this. Now, I, I think that, look, I'm glad that this is coming and that they are embracing this, but they need to reflect that with their votes now, right? They need to reflect that with their votes yeah. and not only with their press releases. So it, it's amazing how the voters, even if there's video of it, they don't, and, and, and below the video will be like, you voted against this, you know, whatever that, yeah. you know, voters don't, you know, catch on to this. And even though, you know, it's made headlines, maybe not everywhere that people watch or listen or read, but wind and solar power are breaking records. Renewables are now expected to overtake coal by 2025. That's the world's largest source of electricity. Automakers, as you mentioned, have made electric vehicles central to their business strategies. They're openly talking about an expiration date on the internal combustion engine. So, yeah. you know, it'll be, you'll be beyond a boomer, right? Heating, cooling, cooking, uh, and some manufacturing going electric. Um, and then we see you know, it's a fact, whether people want to call it climate change or not, global warming is a fact. Uh, the planet has the highest temperatures on record. There are people dying as, as a result of that. And then, of course, there is the cost, right? And the cost of generating electricity from sun and wind falling fast, like you said, for people that are like, well, that's too expensive. I can't afford it, you know. Um, and, and like you also mentioned, it's an invisible transition happening uh, you know, something is happening before their eyes, but they don't realize it's, you know, happening before their eyes because it's not like you're following that, you know, appliance you're using and seeing, you know, you know, or or whatever, you know, unless it's your car and you're going uh, to the to the gas pump. Um, but 
you know, when you have money being invested, billions, billions, you know, with the B across the board, um, when you have, you know, jobs being, you know, uh, created and that this is the future, the United States is going to be left behind if we, you know, don't catch on. And, you know, so is, you know, every American as well. Um, and we and we talk about the hesitancy. And yeah. I do agree with you that once other people get on the dance floor, you know, they'll yeah. be, you know, open so, to that. Um, right. But energy is energy, right? Yeah. And yeah. clean is better than dirty. Yeah. And oil's dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't don't get it. I mean, we see when we drive on the highway, some of the fumes that mm-hmm. come out of these yeah. exhaust pipes. We're breathing that in. If we don't care about ourselves. What about our kids, our grandkids, people after, you know, we're gone. So I guess I just can't wrap my head around sometimes. I understand fear. I understand change. I understand lack of information or knowledge, a certain level of ignorance on a certain, you know, topic or, you know, subject matter. But but to me, you know, common sense is common sense. You know, I want to breathe in that. I don't want to breathe in that. I want to drink that. I don't want to drink that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I mean, when I plug something in the wall, I can shock myself or <laughs> there could be a fire. You know, I don't see that happening, you know, with the solar panel. I'm just saying, you know, as a consumer, as a mother, as a human, um, it it all makes sense to me and looks pretty good to me. Yeah. And I am not a rocket scientist. So right. yeah, <laughs> can you speak yeah. to that? It's a, yeah, I, I sure can. And yeah, look, part of this is honestly, because it's become way more politicized than it has in the past. And so, you know, in, you obviously have it, I think there's a couple of great examples here that are kind of like um, triggers for certain populations, like TikTok, obviously, very controversial, right? Or um, the the treatment of uh, the Star Spangled Banner and needling or whatever, you know, th- th- there's, there's certain things that um, that, that, that get a backlash or get people clacking against each other. Unfortunately, there's some in these movements who want to divide who've also chosen like the electric vehicle. <laughs> and, and it makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. I mean, I mean, from a performance standpoint, I will take an electric pickup truck, uh, a Ford F-150 Lightning, over anything else, it'll get you, it'll go faster, and it has more capability than anything else, and it's beautiful, by the way, um, and it'll ultimately be cheaper to operate. And, and so it doesn't, it doesn't make, I mean, there's no rationality, Leslie, as you point out, to, to any of this, but it got, like, for example, the, the electric vehicle or solar wind just got caught up as a, um, as a political flashpoint. And I know people in the industry, and many of these people in the industry, by the way, are are probably very corporate, very pro-business, you know, not, I wouldn't call them progressives, right? But, you know, they're frustrated by this because they just, they, they want to scale up. They want to put people to work. They want to make profits. They want to operate like any other company in the United States of America, but they get caught up. In the politics, and and again, just this is the, the the last point about this. I think the one mitigating factor in all of this, and we touched on it briefly. And there's a, there's a great example in Georgia where you can have these um, uh, the, these politicians like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who 
say and do the most awful things and think the most terrible things about Democrats or Joe Biden or any of those policies. But when a solar plant comes to her district, she's there for it. <laughs> she's there. And, cut and, that ribbon. Yeah, yeah, and she's on board. Uh, and so I... Well, you, know, you, you read my mind because we have a little time. I want because because yeah, you yeah. were touching upon my next question. When you have legislation in this administration that has rekindled economies where people have felt forgotten, and rekindled economies where that money is needed most, right? How can they not look around them and say, "This is"? I don't care how much you hate Joe Biden, you know, because if if this were happening in my community and Trump were president. No matter how much you hate them, you got to give credit where credit is due. How can they not say, well, this is working? Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, in, in conversations with people and then, then seeing what's happening around the country, the way that folks in this industry, and again, many of them are either independent or Republican, not necessarily Democrat, they, they, they view this as they look at the economics of it and the value. Um, and they say, look, just look at it this way and maybe you'll be convinced. But... You know, so many people are getting power with solar and wind that don't even know it right now. I think that, and they're not stopping, they're not stopping, they're not getting off the grid, Leslie. So I think people will like it, Democratic, Republican, or Independent, eventually. I agree. Uh, Scott, thank you for being with us. It always flies by when you're on. I really enjoy our conversations, and I always learn. Uh, Scott Paul, and I know our listeners and viewers do as well. Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing, the AAM. Check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. On Twitter or X now, follow them at Keep It Made in USA. And also follow Scott at Scott Paul, AAM. I'm Leslie Marshall. A shout out to my Elizabeth, Mark Galazzi executive producer of this program. Have a great rest of the day and uh, don't be afraid. Change is inevitable and change can be good.